everybody loves lists. Today, I critique a top 50 best soundtracks of all time list and give you the top 10 of my own. Welcome to Smart Ass Supernova Podcast. Thanks again for joining me. So, I love to debate. I drive people crazy with how much I love to debate. But I really mostly like to debate with open-minded people. I don't want to go into a conversation trying to change somebody's mind. I like to get other people's thoughts and try to understand where they're coming from, and maybe I can adopt some of that on my own. And sometimes I, I do like to, you know, debate and argue with people that aren't open-minded, just so I can gather information (laughs) on them so I can mess with them in the future. That's just me. Uh, I think one of the best ways to debate is debating on lists. Everybody loves lists, and everybody likes to do rankings. Um, So a friend of mine uh, had reached out to me and said, why don't you do this as, as an episode on your podcast, and sent me a link for the website Pitchfork's 50 Best soundtracks of all time. Now, here's where I stand on a soundtrack. I like soundtracks. I don't love them. I'm on Gaga over the moon over them. Really, when I feel what I feel an album should be is it should have a complete feel as a band or an artist putting out an album. Soundtracks to me are mixtapes, and they're to remind you of the, the power of those scenes in which these songs were used. What is great about a soundtrack is it's where two of the best things in the world, movies and music, where they meet. And a talented artist will always find the way to intertwine those really well. And I think that's what drives it. And when it comes to my uh, favorite soundtracks, that's really how the music is used best to enhance the movie. Um, So what we're going to do is I'm going to look at uh, this, this top 50 best of, I'm going to kind of critique it a little bit and then give you my top 10 uh, soundtracks. I believe my favorite of all time, Uh, a little background on pitchfork. If you're not, uh, you know, aware of them. They're an online uh, music uh, reviewer and, uh, you know, and news website. Um, they started with, uh, you know, indie music uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, now, I got to tell you, my first reaction to this list, and, and my friend who sent me this list said, listen, I don't agree with a lot of this, and, and I agree with them, that I don't agree with this list a lot. And we'll get over that. I'm not going to list all 50 albums that they put up, but I'll go through a few uh, through the through the top 40, and I'll list all the top 10 and, and my feelings on where they land. Um, honestly, after doing a little research and, and looking at this list, uh, it comes off a little elitist, a little... Uh, woke if you want to say um but we'll, we'll get to all of that in, in just a minute so let's uh let's start off with this list here they start at number 50 with uh judgment night now judgment night's a movie from the mid 90s and this soundtrack really was in the beginning of the crossover of hip-hop and, and heavy metal hard rock 
And uh, I'm okay with this being on the list. Might be a little low for me. But, um, I mean, any album where you have a, a crossover of Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill doing a song called I Love You, Mary Jane, it, that's great. <laughs> um, 49, uh, High Fidelity. Now, High Fidelity is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I would basically describe it as a male rom-com, rom-com for, for guys. Uh, John Cusack, phenomenal in it. Um, as for the soundtrack... It really is a mixtape of of the songs that they you know refer to in the movie. I love the movie. the the mix the the soundtrack. It's it's not as good as the movie, but you know as for, at forty nine, I'm I'm totally okay with it. I love when high fidelity gets love. Uh, number forty two. This is a travesty having singles from Cameron Crowe at forty two. Now. I'm a huge, my, the music that I grew up on that got me into music was 90s rock from, from the North, you know, the Northwest. And on this album and singles, Cameron Crowe really encapsulated a time frame of the 90s in that Seattle world. Um, and any album that would have wood from Allison Chains. Seasons from Chris Cornell, two songs from Pearl Jam, Breath and State of Love and Trust, I Nearly Lost You There by Screaming Trees, Drowned by the Smashing Pumpkins, Paul Westerberg stuff, really 42, that, that's somebody who, who wrote this was either hateful towards or doesn't appreciate that time period in, in that music. Uh, next, we're going to skip some more and go to Number 34, which is Kill Bill 1 and 2. Totally okay with that. I think that's in the right spot there. Uh, I do love the song choices there. Um, And I think when it comes to the Tarantino soundtracks, I think that's a perfect spot for it. Um, Another one from the mid-90s at 33, Clueless. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of this music, Uh, Counting Crows are on there, Cracker, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Supergrass. I'm not the hugest fan of that type of music, but once again, that that I remember when that movie came out, I think it was 95, and that movie was bigger than big with every female I knew. And that and the soundtrack was huge. That was just it was a moment in time that's being almost disrespected at 33. Uh jumping up now to 31 is Dazed and Confused. Once again, this is a a phenomenal film with a phenomenal soundtrack and a total, it it totally encapsulates that moment in time in the 70s. Uh, School's Out, Cherry Bomb, Foghat Slow Ride. And and to have it at 31 is just somebody who doesn't understand or respect that era of music and and how well it was used in that movie. Uh, 30 was The Graduate, uh, Simon and Garfunkel stuff, uh, not my favorite stuff, but I respect it, and and it, and it's so iconic. Um, and to have it at thirty is is once again a disrespect. Uh, jumping up to twenty six uh, with the Beatles' Hard Day's Night. Now that's the better of the two movies that the Beatles made, um, and it had. It's not my Beatles' favorite Beatles era, era. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with that at 26. 
let's jump up to 25 next. And, and this one really just, just disgusts me. The Crow soundtrack at number 25. This is a top 10 soundtrack on just the Nine Inch Nails cover of Dead Souls Alone. Um, we're going to jump up next to 23. Um, this is another huge issue I have. This is the only John Hughes movie soundtrack on the list, and it's pretty in pink. No Breakfast Club. I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, next is Goodfellas at 22. I'm going to be honest. I love Goodfellas. I think it's possibly the best mob movie ever made. Best Scorsese movie ever made. I am biased against the music. Um, now, let me explain. I am not an Italian, and I grew up in a very Italian neighborhood in the Bronx. And I had to listen to how this is the greatest music of all time. And this is the only music you should be listening to. And they would play it out in the streets and at, at, in the park and, and all that. So for me, I just really kind of resent this music. Goodfellas soundtrack I saw on other lists, very high up there. I'm just saying on, in my respects, I, I just, I'm not a fan of that music. Uh, skip up a few more to 19, and this is Spinal Tap. Perfectly fine with me. Perfect spot. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, 16, Boogie Nights. Uh, other than Night Ranger, Sister Christian, I'm not a fan of the 70s era of music, so to me, I could take it or leave it. Uh, next, I'll jump uh, space up to 14, uh, and that's Apocalypse Now. Now, I'll say, in my opinion, I think Apocalypse Now is one of the most overrated movies of all time. I don't understand it. I don't think it's a great movie. It's long. It drags. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan of this movie. And really, when you look at the soundtrack, all it's known for is The End by the Doors and Wagner's Ride of the Valkyries. I don't like soundtracks that use classical music to, to boost their, their elitist feel. I don't like Apocalypse Now, don't like the album, uh, the soundtrack, don't like the movie. You can knock that out of the top 50 for me. Uh, 13, uh, Friday. Listen, that should be top 10, too low. Um, now, 12, it was Velvet Goldmine. Uh, in my personal opinion, I'm not a huge 70s glam rock fan. Um, never saw the movie. I heard you know, mixed things about it, but it's really not my era and it's not something I'm a fan of the song, you know, the out the artists that are on there that good. I like it. Um, you know, good for them. 12. I wouldn't put it up there, but I can't really argue with it. 10. Uh, another issue, huge issue I have is Pulp Fiction. Uh, debt needs to be much higher and we'll get to that in, in my list. Uh, number nine, so we're gonna. I'm now going through the top ten one by one. Uh, number nine is Help. Not as good of a Beatles movie, but listen, Help, the song Ticket to Ride, Yesterday, great album. Little more of my Beatles era that I love. Uh, totally cool with that in the top ten. Uh, at number eight, Rushmore. I hate Wes Anderson's movies. 
Um, and I hate his needle drops that he chooses for his movies. Um, this shouldn't even be in the top, my top 50. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Seven, Lost in Translation. A lot of good artists on there. Not my, not my music. That's okay in theirs. Not, wouldn't be mine. Uh, same thing with Do the Right Thing. I respect that at six. It's not my style of music. I wasn't into that music in that era. Um, once again, I, I, I don't argue with that. It's on a lot of people's top ten lists. Um, number five, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Once again, using the classical soundtrack. I, I don't agree with that. Um, number four is an album and a movie I've never heard of called The Harder They Come. And, it, and it's an album with, with uh, Jimmy Cliff's music. Okay. Um, number three, Train Spotting. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Um, the soundtrack isn't bad. It wouldn't be on my top 10, but I don't hate the soundtrack. Primal Scream, Blur, Brian Eno, Iggy Pop, Lou Reed, Elastica. I'm totally, it's a good album, good soundtrack. Would not be in my top 10, but I understand why it would be in somebody else's top 10. I have no problem with that. Uh, Purple Rain. Uh, yeah, that's that number two. Yeah, that's fine. Prince, phenomenal. Uh, not really a fan of the movie, but that soundtrack is fantastic. And at number one is Superfly. Uh, Curtis Mayfield's Superfly album. Uh, I've... I know of the movie. I've seen clips of the movie. I've never seen the full movie. I'm not a huge black exploitation fan. Um, but I'm going to ask you the question. Do you know any other song from that soundtrack other than Superfly? No, neither do I. And that's at number one. I hate to say it. Seems like there was an agenda. I'm not saying this music is bad. I don't know it, but it would not be in my top 10 or my top 25. Now, before I get to my top 10, I'm going to give you a list of a ton of soundtracks that they left off. And these soundtracks are better than most of the stuff they had in their top 40 and some in their top 10. So let's go. Listen, any any soundtrack for any of the Rocky movies, the Bill Conti score in that is phenomenal. That should be on one of those should be on the list. Breakfast Club, I already mentioned how that's not on the list. Instead of Pretty in Pink, I don't know. Top Gun. Is there any more album that is quintessentially 80s than, than Top Gun? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That is a perfect mixtape for what was going on in that movie. Uh, little movie called Eight Mile. I don't got much more to say about that. Uh, the Muppet movie. Rainbow Connection, moving right along. How that's not in the top 50. I don't think they knew what they were talking about. I'll lump these two together because it was the same idea, same era. Forrest Gump and the Big Chill. Uh, that was, you know, the Boomer Collection, if you want to call it. Um, Romeo and Juliet. The, it's probably the only Baz Luhrmann movie and soundtrack I can stand. I, Garbage's number one crush. And, you know, even the Cardigans. That is perfect radio pop song. What about Back to the Future? Not only you got the great Huey Lewis songs, but that score is phenomenal. I really think the person who put this list together has a serious 
either hatred or non-understanding of the mid to late 80s and early 90s music. So there are a couple more soundtracks from albums that I don't like, but really deserved recognition. And I, and I think this, album, this list was trying to be too elitist, too, you know, hipster. Um, the list that, you know, the albums that should be on there, as much as I don't like it, Saturday Night Fever, Grease, The Lion King, The Bodyguard, Dirty Dancing. Now that I've critiqued and torn apart their list, uh, it's time for me to put my skin in the game and, and give you my top 10. Uh, I'll go a little bit deeper into them since I've already mentioned all of them already, um, but we'll, we'll go from here and uh, now you can tear me apart. Enjoy. Uh, so number 10, Dazed and Confused. When I first saw this movie, I didn't get it. Uh, it took me a couple years to really uh, you know, learn to appreciate that movie. And even though that's not really my era of music and not a great uh, collection of music that I love, it just matches that movie so well that it just works. It just fits. Number nine, Friday. Dr. Dre and Ice Cube on their singles alone. That is a great album from a great movie, a moment in time. It deserves to be in the top 10. Number eight, The Crow. That, again, encapsulates a certain moment, and the music fits it so well. It's just, it's just, yeah. Uh, number seven, Help. I said everything on that album that was really when the Beatles got into there, growing a little bit, even though the movie wasn't very good. Just the songs off that album are so timeless. Uh, number six, Guardians. The way... James Gunn works music into his movies is phenomenal, and it hasn't been better than it was in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Almost as good as in 2, um, but I think 1 was phenomenal. Uh, just the emotional impact that music meant to the lead character coming from his, his dead mother, and, and all the songs were just fun, and it brought you into the fun of that movie. I love it. Uh, number 5. Top Gun. Uh, not only is the score amazing, the Kenny Loggins, even Berlin on that is great. Top Gun is just a great movie with a great soundtrack, and that needs to be in the top five. Number four, this is personally for me, Rocky Four. Rocky Four just has such, if you want to work out or get ready for a game or, or just get pumped for me, Nothing is better than the Rocky IV soundtrack. Number three, uh, I went back and forth with three and two's Purple Rain. Uh, this really went down to a, a personal choice. I can see anybody putting that at one or two. Um, but, but for me, I, I just, I had to put it at three because at two, as I said in depth before, singles is just such a great collection of great bands and great music and really encapsulate that a moment in time that I love. And number one that I'll have because the music fits so well into every scene and, and you know, cause you, if you ever listen to this guy, he talks way too much about every intricacy in the movie. It's Pulp Fiction. That album is just so good. And the, the movie is one of my favorite films. Uh, it, even though I'm a bigger Reservoir Dogs fan, I'm sorry, that's a 
detract. I'm, I didn't mean that, but but it, the music just fits to an artistic level rather than music I love in a movie or it fits really well. He really put that music to an artistic level. And that's why I, in my opinion, that is the number one soundtrack ever made. Ah, so lists. I'm wrapping up here. Lists are a great place to start a conversation, a debate, an argument, whatever you want. You don't have to live and die by them, which is great because everybody has their own opinions. And listen, your lists, as wonked out as they may be, as wonked out as I feel like the Pitchfork one is, it's okay because they're as good as anybody else's list. And that's what is cool about lists is everybody's got one. Everybody's got an opinion and yours could be as good or as better than the experts. Who's to say? So that's why you go out there. And if you want to make a list, make a list. It's probably going to be better than mine. No, it's not. Mine is awesome. As always, in the words of Ben Folds 5, if you're feeling small and you can't draw a crowd, draw dicks on the wall. Talk to you soon.